My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, the podcast where each week I guide you through the dramatic world of telenovelas, covering everything from the plot, the insults, the secret twins, and the unforgettable love stories in between. This is a podcast made for telenovela lovers just like me. Hi friends, my name is Dulce Valencia and welcome back to Telenovelas con Dulce. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Destilando Amor. So let's just go ahead and get started. Destilando Amor was a telenovela produced by Nicandro Diaz for Televisa. It aired in 2007 and had 170 episodes. It was hugely, hugely popular. The telenovela starred Angelica Rivera and Eduardo Yañez as the protagonists, and this story was an adaptation of an original Colombian telenovela written by Fernando Gaitán called Café con Aroma de Mujer. The story has had many adaptations, so Destilando Amor wasn't the first remake. In fact, Televisa, sorry, Televisa, TV Azteca in 2002 did a, their own version called Cuando Seas Mía, which starred the iconic, the wonderful Silvia Navarro as the Gaviota character. So it's hugely, hugely, I mean, it wasn't success, as successful as Destilando Amor would become, but it still has like, you know, that charm because Silvia Navarro's in it and She's a queen. Anyway, there was also most recently another adaptation of this by Canal RCN, and uh, they did it in 2021, and this adaptation was also called Café con Aroma de Mujer and starred William Levy and Laura Londoño as the protagonist. So what's the story about, you may be wondering. The story centers around the love story between the characters of Rodrigo and Gaviota. Rodrigo is a grandson of Amador Montalvo, a giant tequila, tequila, I don't know why I said, oh my god, that's so embarrassing, why did I say it like that? Rodrigo is the grandson of um, Don Amador Montalvo, who is a giant tequila manufacturer, and comes from obviously like a very privileged background, wealthy background, and then we have Gaviota, who is a seasonal worker who every every year comes with her mom and works the field, so we have the classic telenovela pairing of two people from different worlds, one rich, one poor, but falling in love against all odds. As I mentioned, this telenovela was incredibly popular and it basically swept all the awards, except for like two, at the TV Novela Awards, which are like the Oscars for telenovelas, which actually haven't happened. I'm going to check. I don't think they've happened since the pandemic, but I'll double check. But yeah, there are these huge awards for telenovelas and this one, Best Telenovela, Best Lead Actor, Best Lead Actress, Best Villain, like... It won all the awards. Now, to tell you some little fun facts. So, while Angelica Rivera killed the role as Gaviota, and so much so that she became known for this character, she wasn't the only actress considered for this role. In fact, they actually considered Adriana Fonseca, Yadira Carrillo, Kika Edgar, Daniela Castro, and one of my favorites, Susana Gonzalez, for this role, but ultimately the role did end up going for Angelica Rivera. Another fun fact, this is the second time Ana Martin and Angelica Rivera play the roles of mother and daughter. The first time was in 1998 for a telenovela called Angela. This was also a family affair. Ana Patricia Rojo, who played the role of Sofia, acted opposite of her father, Gustavo Rojo, who played Nestor Vida. Sorry, there's a plane flying overhead, so I'm going to stop. Leave plane. It always happens when I'm recording because of course it does. 
still there? Okay. It's okay. It's gone. Hopefully. Um, so this is a family affair. Ana Patricia Rojo played the character of... Ho oh my god i'm just having all these bloopers i'm recording earlier than i normally do so i think that's why anyway ana patricia rojo who played the character of sofia acted opposite of her father gustavo rojo who is a legendary telenovela actor who played the role of nestor videgaray who was i think one of like the lawyers this telenovela like i mentioned hugely popular so popular in fact that it increased tequila sales but also it increased tourism to the location where the telenovela was set, which is a place called Tequila in Jalisco. It actually increased tourism by 400%. The theme song, Por Amarte, was sang by Pepe Aguilar, but also Angelica Rivera, who also played the role of Gaviota, also sang some songs, including what became like the outro song, which was called Ay Gaviota. Uh, I still sometimes sing that song because it was so catchy. Anyway, going back to Angelica Rivera and how she became known for this role, Angelica Rivera became the first lady of Mexico. Yeah, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and her nickname by the press was La Gaviota because of this telenovela. Uh, anyway, uh, the last fun fact I have for you all is in recent, like in the last year or so, there's been a, an increase in a social media trend where people will film themselves in like Tequila Jalisco, like around all the like, the um oh my god i'm blanking on the word Ag agave and they they're playing like the theme song and yelling Gaviota! and that's become like a fun little social media thing so just those are your fun facts so now i'm gonna go ahead and tell you the story the plot of the telenovela super basic super not as in-depth and then and then I'm going to tell you some of my fun moments from this telenovela because this telenovela lives in my head rent-free. There were so many fun moments and we're, we're going to talk about them a little bit. But all right, let me set the stage for y'all. So we're in Tequila Jalisco. The Montalvos are one of the top manufacturers, if not the top manufacturers of tequila. We have the patriarch Amador Montalvo who has led his family for many years, but oh no, he is dying and because he's dying he's like thinking about the future and what's gonna come next and his biggest wish is to have his tequila empire go on and when you want your tequila empire to go on how do you do that well this is how he did it he has it in his will that everything everything he owns his entire fortune will go to the first grandson to give him a male heir one, incredibly sexist. Two, of course it has to be male. And um, the reason like it's it's the grandsons is because like he's very old and his sons like are also older, like they've had their kids and their kids are grown up. So whoever has the first son, like that's who the who the family fortune will go to. So of course this sets up a race to see who's gonna have the first son and it's very much a race between the cousins and in particular two people i'll get to that in a bit but yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna go now who who are the key players who are the ones in line to be america's next top tequila manufacturer and the key players are our first our protagonist of course rodrigo montalvo played by eduardo yanez who is this kind of like studious little guy with his little glasses there's so many moments where he's like in london studying because of course he's in london and he studies at the university of cambridge fancy 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 and so 
He's uh, one of the top people. He's like, I think the eldest son of one of uh, Amador's sons. So, you know, keep it in the family, but also son, son, son. And uh, he has two sisters, Sofia, played by Ana Patricia Rojo, and Daniela, played by the wonderful Fernanda Castillo. I, any telenovela that I see her do, she has such a good, like, she she is so good at sealing the show, in my opinion, because she's played, like, Daniela, obviously, in Destila No More, but she also played Luisa in Teresa, and I always find her just so good, so... Oh, just so perfect in these roles and always, in my opinion, being one of the standout actors and characters. Anyway, little tangent, but they those are his two sisters. They're, they're in the running. And then the other person in the running is his cousin, Aaron Montalvo, played by Sergio Sendel, who is always wonderful as a villain. And he is also like our big bad of this, of this telenovela. And he's, he's willing to do hasta lo que no to secure the family fortune. He's also like the only one who's married. He has his wife Minerva, played by Chantal Andere, who is his ever-suffering wife. And then we also have Marta Julia, who is Rodrigo's like girlfriend and becomes Rodrigo's girlfriend and is also um, like a woman de alta sociedad, although her dad has a lot of shady like dealings, but also gambling problems. And she and... Um, Amador actually have like a not Amador oh my god Aaron have like a thing so there's like a lot of like these characters interact with themselves so much like Minerva and and esta Isadora are always like together and like scheming because they're the outsiders of this family then we have Aaron and Isadora who are having an affair behind Rodrigo and Minerva's facts and then Sofia is like trying to deal with like everything and then Daniela is just like peace and love and trying to like live her life and just she's like I think the only one who doesn't really care about this fortune and she's just like we're rich anyway like let's just live uh so yeah so there's like this this race obviously to be the heir and that's one of the very main plot points but of course the main plot point of this whole thing is Gaviota Gaviota and her mother Clarita, who are seasonal workers, who every year come to the Montalvo Hacienda and they work the fields and the agave and they're very good at it. And so the year where Amador dies, he, because he's dying, like all the cousins who are all abroad living various lives come back to the Hacienda and they come at the same time as the cosecha is starting. And so they have the funeral and Gaviota goes and like is at the funeral. Her and Rodrigo kind of like share like a little moment where they look at each other and it's kind of like, oh my God, who is she? Oh my God, who is he? But then um, their real interaction comes when she's like working the fields and she is a singer. So she just loves singing. So she's like singing and Rodrigo comes out and he's like, my dad just died. Like my grandfather just died. Like can you not? And she's like, I know, that's why I'm singing, because I'm sad. And so they have, like, this moment, and they end up, of course, falling in love. But Rodrigo doesn't live there. He has to finish his studies in Cambridge. So they have, like, a moment, and because this is a telenovela, of course, Gaviota ends up getting pregnant. And this happens after Rodrigo has left. She finds out, and she's like, I have no way of knowing, like, when he's going to come back. And she's like, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm going to find him. 
So Gaviota, she is tricked by this guy who's always offering to take photos of her and is like, I can get you to London. Like, I can get you to Europe. Like, just, you know, model for me. And she's like, okay, because she's been rejecting him, but now she's pregnant and she needs to get there and she has no money. So she's like, okay, I'll do this. So she models, but the guy is shady and is actually selling her into prostitution. So then he tricks her, she finds out, and once they're in Europe, she is able to break free. And she is searching the streets of London for Rodrigo, which leads to this really iconic and also kind of cheesy and a little dumb, but like iconic nonetheless moment where Rodrigo is like walking the streets of London and he's like, wow, Gaviota, I miss you. It's almost as if I could feel you near, but <laughs> that's so funny. Like you're, you're nowhere near, you're in Mexico. And then like a block away, Gaviota is like, Rodrigo, where are you? I'm going to find you. And then, of course, in the middle of this huge city, she finds him and is like, Rodrigo. So she yells at him and is trying to get his attention. That doesn't work. And so she decides, sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. This is serious. This is serious. It's a telenovela. So she, uh, she crosses the street and she gets run over. And it's bad like she gets run over by a car she goes flying up in the air her bags go flying and then el pinche rodrigo is just like oh like he sees the accident and then he's like um and then but then when he's gonna go and be a chismoso and see what happened he gets a call he takes the call and walks away from Gaviota's body without even realizing, like, seeing that it's her. So he goes, answers a call, and he immediately has to go back to Mexico because I think this is actually when his parents die in a plane crash. So he ends up going back to Mexico while Gaviota is dying in Europe, and she's taken in by some nuns who were there when she had her accident. They take her in, and they're helping her get better. And so there's, like, this moment where... The protagonists are in the opposite sides of where they're supposed to be. Rodrigo goes back, and he's obviously very sad, but he's still in love with Gaviota, wants to be with her. But she's nowhere to be seen, and he doesn't know where she is. And so it's kind of similar to, like, Gaviota's position earlier, where she was like, I need to find Rodrigo, so I need to go to London. He does something similar, where he's like, I know she's a seasonal worker, I need to find her. And so he travels, like, he goes to, like, Veracruz and other places to try and find Gaviota, but is, of course, unsuccessful. Meanwhile, this accident kind of ends up being like a little bit of a saving grace changes Gaviota's life. Uh, unfortunately, she does lose a baby, but the nuns take her in, kind of provide her like a really comfortable living and also opportunities for her to improve herself. And so when she returns back to Mexico, she returns like a whole new woman and like a career girlie. She is in her girl boss era. And she and her mother move to Mexico City. And there she gets a job as a secretary. And where? Where, you may be wondering? None other than the Montalvo offices in Ciudad de Mexico. And so she gets a job as a secretary. But then, of course, she's smart. She's a businesswoman. She's also going by a different name, Mariana Franco, which is like a name that was given to her in Europe. So she takes a pseudonym on and gets a job at the Montalvo's and actually ends up working her way up. So she's she's rising to the top, which of course is going to cause conflict, but because this is a telenovela, no one realizes that this is the same girl that, you know, used to work the fields. And she, yeah, so she's like pretending to be this other person. I think 
there's a moment where finally Rodrigo like goes to the offices and they reunite and have a moment. But of course, everyone is kind of just like fighting to keep them apart because no one wants them together and see them as a threat. And again, you have to remember that everyone's fighting for this family fortune and they're all trying to get a son. So it's just like this fight. So they're constantly being torn apart, whether that be by circumstances, by Rodrigo's family, or just by life. So they end up having, whenever they're together, it's like passionate. It's like they're tearing each other's clothes off. But they're apart actually a lot during this telenovela. And so, yeah, but of course, in the end, everything's going to work out. And in the end, they do end up um, getting married and they their their wedding is actually one of my favorites because they're so excited to be married and there's like a moment where the priest is like you know like doing like all the services and then both of them are like can you hurry up like we just want to get married and it's really really pretty and it's one of the endings that I still remember to this day even though I watched it first when I was like I don't know 11 uh it's it's one of one of those great little weddings. So that's kind of a really messy, this is like my worst review, like overview I think I've done of a telenovela because it's like, but you know what? We're going to roll with it because the telenovela is like that. It's disjointed, it's messy, but it's so much fun. It is an iconic telenovela and which is why I'm going to be doing some of my favorite moments of this telenovela. I'm not going to be showing clips because YouTube will take my video down and also strike me with copyright because Televisa is... Oh my god, Televisa is so hard on videos. Like, if I post even two seconds of a telenovela, they'll claim the video as their own. It's... Anyway, but some of my favorite moments in this telenovela are Clarita and Gaviota's Londres, the capital de Inglaterra moment. So, this is super niche, but there's this moment where Rodrigo first tells Gaviota where he studies, and he's like, Londres, you know, la capital de Inglaterra. And she's like, right... Londres, capital de Inglaterra. And it becomes this thing because they're kind of playing up to the fact that Gaviota is like not educated and everything. But then Clarita and Gaviota end up always having this moment where anytime they're talking about Londres, they don't just say Londres, they say Londres, capital de Inglaterra. And to this day, my mom and I still, anytime we mention London, and we mentioned it quite a few, one of my best friends is um, lives in London and everything. And the other day I was telling her I was going to go visit her and I was on the phone with my mom and I was like, you know, voy a ir a Londres. And she's like, Londres capital de Inglaterra. And it's like a thing that we still do because it makes us laugh for no reason. One of my favorite personal moments. The other, my other favorite moment is Gaviota's whole scene where she gets run over in London. I know I shouldn't, it probably shouldn't be a favorite moment, but it is because it's so, it's so cheesy. It is so shocking and it is, I think, just a classic telenovela moment. Third favorite moment. And this is a moment that I think about randomly during these days because it was so... I remember watching this live and it blew my mind. And it was the fight to end all fights. So we have Sofia and her boyfriend having dinner with Isadora and Rodrigo. And it's... Uh, What's the word? It's it's bad because Isadora is like cheating on Rodrigo with multiple men, including Sofia's boyfriend. And Sofia has finally found out and she decides to fight like she's una mujer de la alta sociedad, but she's going to fight. So there's like this moment where they're in this restaurant and Sofia 
like just slaps Isadora, but not slaps. It's like slaps, but then punches. And then Isadora is just like can't defend herself. And then Sofia starts pulling her hair. And so the girls are fighting. Rodrigo and Sofia's boyfriend pull them apart. And then Rodrigo does this really machista, sexist thing. But in the moment, it's you kind of forgive him for it, where he's like, Las mujeres no se pueden pelear. Women can't fight. But us men, we can settle it. So then he starts beating the crap out of out of Sofia's boyfriend. But it's like, you know, it's like he's punching him. But it's not even like that he's punching him. It's a fact that they're in this middle of this restaurant. Everyone is looking at, at them. And the guy's trying to run. And Rodrigo's like pouring like soup all over him, pouring food, chasing him as he runs down the table. It is so funny, like, Check it out because it is just, it's just fun. It's telenovela at its height. Um, and that ties me to an, my favorite moment, which is Isadora getting what she deserves. So this moment is, of course, the moment she gets what she deserves. But it doesn't stop there. Because, as I mentioned, she's cheating on Rodrigo with multiple men, not just, you know. She keeps it in the family, though, because it's not just Sofia's boyfriend, but it's also uh, Minerva's husband, which is Rodrigo's cousin. And... Minerva finally finds out and she slaps Isadora and just has her habit. And so Isadora, you know, gets what she deserves. I think the man deserved worse, but of course, you know, good old sexism for you. But yeah, those are those are some of my favorite moments. And then finally, the wedding, as I mentioned, it is so cute. It is so wonderful. It just ties the telenovela in a big, beautiful red bow and makes it, I think, one... Like one of the reasons why we, why we, why I love to rewatch this telenovela is because it's just, it leans into the stuff that makes telenovelas just fun. And we have a big, iconic, classic telenovela wedding all at the end. And yeah, that is, that is it for this, for this video, for this podcast episode, for this telenovela. Thank you all so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed. And I will, oh, actually, I'm taking a two weeks break. So I won't be back next week, but I will be back in two weeks. Uh, and I'm taking a break because I'm actually gonna, going out of the country for a bit for, to see my family in Mexico. So I'll see you all back when I return. And that's it for now. Take care, everyone. And I will see you all very soon. Bye. <laughs>